Hey everybody, welcome to Pedestal. We have a awesome message today, that uh, one that really impacted me, that God has led me in. It's an idea and it's a truth that God has shown me uh, a couple years ago that I have implemented in my life and it has changed me completely and I know that it's impacted many others too. And so I pray that you will just stay focused and listen throughout this episode and be willing to humble yourself and receive what God has in store for you. So welcome to Pedestal. If this is your first time tuning in, Pedestal is a community of people who understand that though each human is a beautifully crafted piece of art, we are not the greatest artwork in the museum. In fact, our cracks and fractures are not even worthy of display, yet we are still valuable. Our value, however, is found in elevating the perfect artwork in order to glorify the master artist, our creator. So we serve our life as the pedestal, elevating Jesus high above all things. So welcome to Pedestal. So we are coming off of Father's Day, Father's Day weekend, and I had a fantastic one. I hope you all did too. But the cool thing about Father's Day and Mother's Day at that is that everybody who has ever existed has a father, right? Or a mother, but we're talking about Father's Day. So every single person in the world who has ever existed has a father. Now, that that may come off weird. That may feel weird for you specifically because maybe, maybe yours wasn't there. Maybe they weren't able to be there or maybe they chose not to be there. But you, you still have a biological father. Everybody has one, and they may all look different and sound different and act different, and maybe yours wasn't a very solid one. Maybe yours wasn't a very good one and, and, and one to follow after, but you do have one. And so today I kind of want to get into that and what makes a good father or what I call a dad, right? Because I'm a firm believer that there's a difference in a father and a dad. I believe that a father is essentially the biological male parent, whereas a dad is the intentional and consistent fatherly presence in a child's life. And it's not just one, and it's not both part-time, but it's both always. And so that's the difference in a father and a dad to me. So you can have a dad who's not your biological Father, but you can also have a dad who is your biological father, depending on who poured into your life and who is intentional and consistent. And I will actually go as far to say not everybody has a dad, but everybody has a father. And so maybe you're somebody who never had that father figure in your life, somebody who was just pouring into you intentionally and who was consistently there that you could trust in, that you could rely on day in and day out that you knew cared for you, that you knew was going to love on you. Maybe you didn't have that. And I'm brokenhearted at that. I understand that there's so many people in the world who never got to experience that, who never got to witness that. Some of my closest friends are that way. Never had a dad, never had a person in their life who cared enough to be there day in, day out. But there has to be a new link to every chain. And so maybe you're not married. Maybe you're not a parent right now, but you you can be a dad to somebody. And so we're kind of talking about what that looks like and what that that is today. And so we're just going to dive into that a little bit. I know it's coming in a little heavy, a little strong already, but 
that's a good thing. This is this is meant to be um, an episode where we can really kind of connect and we can really grow today in our personal walk and in our life and in our purpose. And so, and to kind of come into that calling. So, man, happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. Happy Daddy Day, as I like to call it. Happy Daddy's Day. Um, because some of the some of the people that we celebrate the most on Daddy's Day are dads. It's we, we don't typically celebrate the father figures as much, though there are some people that that's what they have, and so that's what they'll celebrate. But we're celebrating dads. We're celebrating those who are consistent and who are intentional, day in and day out. And so, why did I? Why, why do I define that as an intentional and consistent? Why? Where did I get that? Definition from well, uh, a year or two ago, I was serving with Switch at Life Church and uh, in Fort Smith, Arkansas. And if you know anything about Life Church or Switch, they Switch is their youth ministry from sixth grade to twelfth grade. And I was doing a huddle meeting before where I got to talk to all the leaders and all the huddle leaders and the pastor and stuff before. We got started for the the Wednesday night switch um, experience, and so I got to talk to them, and um, I was asked to talk to them. And on my way to the meeting, just like I do when I come in here, I don't fully, I don't prepare essentially for what I'm going to say. I let the the Holy Spirit lead. But I remember driving um, to switch that night, and I had a pinging on my heart that said. We're going to talk about what it means to be a father, what it means to be a dad. My, my wife was pregnant, and so I was kind of contemplating, what does it mean to be a good dad? What does it take to be a good dad? Because there's so many people out there who have fathers, but but how, how can I step into that dad realm and, and really be somebody that my child cherishes? And so as I was driving, I was just kind of thinking about it, and God hit me with those two words, intentional and consistent, and so I went and spoke at the switch uh, huddle meeting that night, and that's what I just spoke on. I just started talking about it and saying, you know, when these kids come in to switch tonight, they're going to have adults here. But what's going to be the difference in their life? What's going to who's going to be the adult that changes their life? It's going to be somebody who really cares and really becomes personal. And what what is personal? Personal is essentially being consistent and intentional, right? So you have to be intentional. What is intentional? Intentional is when you dive in to get to know somebody. You get to know who they are. You get to know where they're from. You get to know their background. You get to know their struggles. You, and you're pursuing that. They may not naturally uh, give that information to you. You have to pursue that. You have to be intentional about getting to know this child or getting to know this person. You're intentional. You're going to ask them questions. You're going to be there with them. You're going to you're going to step into where they are. You're going to come to know them and step into their world and step in there maybe longer than you would assume typically. And that's where the content- or the consistency comes in because it's not a one-day thing or once-a-week thing. It's a daily, day-in, day-out thing where these kids or this person, whoever you're being intentional and consistent with, where they know that they can trust you, where they can text you any time of the day, where they can call you, where they can meet up with you, where, you, where you're going to continue to be intentional and reach out to them and see what's up, continue praying for them, continue loving on them, 
day in and day out and being intentional with them day in and day out consistent and because most most fathers will have one of those attributes or or maybe even both of those sometimes okay i know i know fathers i know some i know some specific people who were very intentional with their kids but it wasn't consistent where on their birthdays they would call them they would send them gifts they would be like call call them and have a real long conversation with them on, on christmas they would call them and and see what's up or maybe when they're going through something when their kids going through something they'll call them and they'll see what's up and they'll have a conversation with them but it's not day in and day out it's only on certain specific events throughout the year and then i know other people who are very consistent who were very present in their children's lives, who were there every single day. They were present. They were consistent. They were always there, but they weren't intentional. They never got to know their kid. They never went and passed ball with them. They never sat down and had a heart-to-heart with them. They never got to know their interests and their likes, but they were in the house. And that kid knew every single day that that father was going to be there, was going to be in the room, in the house with them. And so you can have consistency and you can have intentionality and maybe you can even have both of those, but maybe you're very intentional and consistent for a week or a month or a year, or maybe the first five years of your child's life and then you dip out and then you come back 10 years later and are very intentional and consistent for another five years and then dip out. That's also not a dad. That child is not going to cherish you and call you dad. They're going to want to cherish you. They're still going to, they may call you dad, but they're not going to mean it. They're not going to feel that bond. And so you have to have consistency and intentionality. That's what God kind of pressed on my heart. And so maybe you have a child that you can start practicing this with, that you can start growing in intentionality and consistency with somebody that you can press into and really just figure out on a daily basis, get to know them deeper, get to pull back layers of the onion to understand who's really in there. And if you do it consistently, then that child, I promise you, will cherish you deeply. No matter what else you do in your life, you may screw up a million times in a million ways, but if you are intentional in getting to know them and love on them and you are consistent, that child will always, always have a soft spot in his heart for you because everybody wants that in their life. Everybody wants that stronghold, that intentional and consistent presence, that personal person. And so recently I've been reading this book called It's Personal, and it's about five questions you should answer to give every kid hope. It was actually given to me by the youth pastor out at Life Church Fort Smith, uh, and one of my dearest friends, her name's Kim Salis. Um, to, to kind of, it, it's, it's almost a training book to help us be more personal. And it's something that every youth minister or every volunteer, especially dealing with youth, should read and dive into. But it's by Reggie Joyner, Virginia Ward, and Kristen Ivey. Um, and man, it is just a powerful, powerful book that really makes you rethink things. And in one of the chapters, 
um, it's talking about how the church has handled pers- being personal for years, which again, personal being being personal is essentially being intentional and consistent. It's those two things being wrapped up in one word called personal. And listen, listen to this quote that that they wrote on it, and I thought it was so good, so good that I even posted it on my Facebook, uh, my personal Facebook page a few, a couple months ago. And what it says is, religion has been a friend of the shallow way for thousands of years. In church circles, we like to counterbalance the shallowness of culture by claiming we are deeper. But deeper how? Deeper in our understanding of theology? Deeper in our spiritual practice? Deeper in our knowledge of Greek architecture? In the church, we have a way of making deeper just another version of shallow in disguise. So what if we need a less ambiguous term for deeper living? What if a clearer alternative to the shallow way is learning to be personal? Think about it. Shallow is fast, and personal takes time. Shallow is easy, and personal is complicated. Shallow is safe. Personal is risky. Shallow is certain. Personal is unresolved. Shallow is dismissive. Personal is interested. Shallow is familiar. Personal is unpredictable. Shallow costs money. Personal costs me. And in my experience at, at the different youth ministries that I've had, whether whether it was in Kentucky, whether it's in Arkansas, whether it was in Oklahoma, wherever, that is a very true statement. That, that all those all those what shallow versus personal is, that's very true. You never know. It's it's unpredictable. Being personal is unpredictable. Being involved in someone's life, you never know what you're gonna experience. You may get that call at two in the morning from somebody and like, hey, I'm right here, I'm gotten in a little sticky situation, some trouble, I need you to come pick me up. Or maybe it you know, it's it's interested. Maybe you have to go out of your way and become interested in something that you normally wouldn't be interested in. Like, I'm not a huge gamer. I'm not really into playing video games that much, never really have been. But during my time in youth ministry, I can tell you a lot about Minecraft and a lot about Fortnite because that's the games that these kids love. And so I'm willing to sit and learn about it and sit and talk to them about it and relate to them and ask them questions about it, not because I care, but because they care. So it's a very interested way of living. It may be complicated. It's not going to be easy. You're going to have to do a lot of weird things that you normally wouldn't do. You're going to have to spend a lot of time planning events, planning meetings, going and getting ice cream, going and and, uh, learning a new sport that you never would have known or reading books that you never would have read. It takes plenty of time. It takes a long time. And and that that consistency is key because there are people that I, there are students, there are kids that I met in certain ministries at the beginning who I didn't feel like they liked me very much. They were very guarded and didn't want to let me in. And I had to continue to show up. I had to continue to go out of my way and say hey to them and ask them what they were doing on their phone and like what they were playing, what game they were playing, asking them about it. 
you know, getting to know them a little bit, asking them what school they go to and how their sport team's doing and showing up to their sporting events and being there for them, uh, just showing them that you support them and what they're doing. There's multiple times where I had to show up at a at a game, drive 20, 30 minutes, sometimes even an hour to show up to one of their games just to be there for them and, and show them that I cared. All these different things. But over time, over consistency, endurance, right, over time they started to trust me and open up a little bit more. And then they became people – I bonded real well with, and they trusted me for anything. And I'll still get text messages and Facebook messages from these students that I haven't seen in two, three years because I was consistent and intentional back then. And they know that they can still go to me now, and I'll be there for them. And that's not tooting my own horn. This is just showing you an example of what personal means, what consistency and intentionality means. And so maybe in your life, maybe you have kids. And if you have kids, I beg and I plead that you will be consistent and intentional with them as a dad or as a mom or as an aunt or as an uncle or a grandparent or a foster parent or a cousin or whoever. If there's a kid, if there's a, especially children, but really anybody who's on the margins, anybody who is there, get to know them. Reach out to them. Go out of your way and do things for them and do things that they like to do and get to know what they like to do and then surprise them that, hey, I didn't know how to do this before, but now look at me. And they'll be like, dang, he learned that just for me or she learned that just for me. And it, it makes that child feel special. It really does. And so in this book, again, it's called It's Personal, Five Questions You Should Answer to Give Every Kid Hope. There's a couple things that it mentions. Each chapter is different, is, is a different question. And so one of the first chapters says, the question is, do you know my name? And at the end it says, when you know my name, you model honor. So I have hope that I'm worth remembering. And in the second chapter, the next chapter is, do you know what matters to me? And then at the end of that chapter, it says, when you know what I like, you model friendship. So I have hope that I am worth liking. And then the next chapter says, do you know where I live? That's the third question. Do you know where I live? It's not talking about literally. It's talking about just do you know where I'm from or what, what I'm doing? And it says, when, I, when you know where I live, you model empathy. So I have hope that I am worth knowing. The fourth question is, do you know what I have done? And then the end of that chapter finishes by saying, when you know what I have done, you model love. So I have hope that I am worth forgiving. And then the final fifth question is, do you know what I can do? And then it ends by saying, if I can get to it, when you know what I can do, you model belief. So I have hope that I am worth helping. Guys, that is, those questions are so important. And so if you have this book, read it. If you don't, get it. It's called It's Personal by Reggie Joyner, Virginia Ward, and Kristen Ivey. But the five questions, do you know my name? Do you know what matters to me? Do you know where I live? Do you know what I've done? Do you know what I can do? And then start somewhere. Start with somebody. Find somebody. Figure out the answers to those questions 
And it's going to be a process. You may have to go step by step in each of those. But it's so worth it. it, it and not just for you, though it will give you a little bit of satisfaction. And, but you, you'll probably miss the vast majority of what that's actually benefiting. You won't even recognize it until years later or until you see these kids growing and, and opening up to you. And you may never recognize the impact that you've had on their life ever. But I promise you, it's going to impact a child. It's going to impact somebody. Be a dad. Be a parent. Be a mom. The same thing falls in line with a mom. Intentional and consistency. Be that. Be personal with these people. They need it. We all need it. I need it. You need it. So you know everybody else needs it. So if you have somebody in your life and you know you're missing that, maybe you're consistently there. And you're always there and you're like, well, I'm here and I'm tired. They're draining me. They're exhausting me. You don't know the questions they ask. You don't know that once I take a step in, they're going to, once I give them an inch, they're going to take a mile and I'm going to be so exhausted. Yes, I get that. I have three nephews and I have one kid who's a little too young to, to drain me that way. But I have three nephews who I've lived around and lived right beside for a while it, it will do that to you. And in all these youth ministries, it will do that to you. But it's supposed to be uncomfortable. It's supposed to be different. It's supposed to be uh, risky and unresolved and complicated, unpredictable. But like, it, but like the book said, shallow costs money and personal costs me. And so sometimes a child's life and a child's future is going to cost your present. My right now is what I have to purchase for a child's future sometimes. Jesus did the same thing with us. He died. He gave us himself so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. Not just here on earth, but in the afterlife. So this is not a new concept. This is something that God has known for years. And we're just trying to mirror that. We're trying to mimic that as best we can. God has given us a purpose. He's given us people. Please dive into that. Don't miss that calling. Be exhausted for somebody, for some people, especially if they're your kids. We, we cannot miss this, y'all. We cannot miss this. This is our calling. This is our purpose for community and to help raise people up in the way that they should go. As the psalmist says, also as another... Psalm mentions that we're raising arrows. We have to raise these arrows and direct them straight to the Lord. And so we got to mimic the actions and the, and the love that the Lord has for us. We have to be intentional. God is intentional. He comes to us. He knows us. We don't have a Savior who doesn't know our struggles, but we have one who lived a life in human form, was tempted in human form, but never sinned. But so he can relate to us. We, he understands the hardship of what it's like to be human. He understands that. God understands that. So he's intentional. And he still c- continues to pursue us and continues to ask us to cast our burdens onto him. That's intentionality. And he's consistent. He's there day in, day out. Yesterday, today, and forever, he's the same. And so that's consistency. He's always there if we just call out and we cry out. He's been chasing us this whole time. That's intentionality and consistency. That's being personal. We just have to mimic that. We just have to reflect what God's already doing in our life. And that's how we're going to see change. What has God done for you 
and how has it impacted you? Now you go do that for somebody else in the name of Jesus and point people back to him so that they can experience that too. And then we can all be unified in the Lord first and foremost and with each other as as a side effect, as an obvious automatic reaction. Because when we're united in the Lord, that means we're united as one. We're one body. This is so important. So love you guys, man. I hope that you all will take this message and start applying it. Find those people who look up to you or find those people who are on the margins or outcasts, especially if you are in or if you are a parent, especially if if you are a volunteer at a youth ministry or a pastor or whatever else you may be doing, especially when you're dealing with kids. Please do that. But this, again, applies to everybody. This applies to how you react to your parents. Maybe they need, they've need they never had somebody who's been intentional and, per, and consistent. Be that person for them. Do it to anybody. Just, just find those people. Pray about those people. And say, God, show me those people you want me to really be personal with and dive into. He will open your eyes to it. I promise you. If you are a believer, He will... He will show you these things. He wants to guide you in all these ways. First, you have to have that relationship with Him, and then He'll guide you to the people around you to bring bring into your fold and, so that you can follow Him together. As Paul says, follow me as I follow Jesus. This is important. This is our life. This is our mission. And I pray that you don't miss it. And I pray that y'all pray for me that I don't miss it because I'm not perfect and I'm continuing to grow. That's why I'm reading books like this one. It's important. I don't want to miss this, and I hope that you don't either, and I pray that you don't either. So, man, this was this was a little more heavy-hitting than I originally anticipated, but it's because our life matters in somebody else's life. It's, it's because it's a little heavier. Other people's lives are a little heavier than you think, and so maybe you can carry some of that burden for them and mourn with those who mourn and rejoice with those who rejoice and be there for them. Come alongside him, grab him by the hand, and and walk toward the Lord hand in hand, shoulder to shoulder, side by side. This is awesome, um, and I pray that that this just sends a shock wave across every person who hears this. That it'll it'll change your life, and it's not my words, but it's God's words. It's what God's done in my life that I'm trying to spread that message to you so that he, he will do it in your life and you'll see him do it in others' lives too. So, love you guys so much. I'm exhausted because I do not have the chair that, <laughs> the squeaky chair that I had. So I'm literally sitting on my knees in a, a hot, sweaty closet right now. And so I'm sorry for the, the huffing and puffing, but I'm kind of exhausted. I'm, I'm kind of leaning backwards and it's a little workout, but it's good. It's good, right? Uh, anyways, I love you guys so much talk to you next week and we've got some more changes coming here in pedestal very soon so stay tuned keep up on the facebook page and you'll know all about it so excited much love god bless talk to y'all next week